threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Mm, it's good to be back in here. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. I'm supposed to do this every day. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Cameron. Um, welcome to the podcast, everybody listening. We have a brand new podcast. Uh, what is it? Muy especial. Yeah, it's, we're, we're really excited. We are starting a monthly interview podcast. Um, it's called Five Questions with whoever we got on. And today, we're really excited because we have the preparedness guy. Yeah. Right? Really cool dude. Um, we had a blast talking with him. I just feel like we're like kind of simpatico. Yeah. We, we kind of understand each other, right? Yeah. A lot of these guys that we want to talk to, mm-hmm. they very much align with yeah. how, how we deal with preparedness. But yeah. some of them, I mean, they have particular skills like mm-hmm. um, working in emergency management, I think would be awesome. Yes. And so it's good to talk to somebody about that and how we kind of work it together yeah. um, as preppers and somebody that does it professionally. So, mm-hmm. cause we're not, we're no, not professionals no, no, in any way not at all. with prepping. So we're really excited about that. And you guess what we're also excited about. We have a brand new sponsor for this podcast right. as well. That's Today's right. podcast is sponsored by Batterix. Batterix is a single use backup battery pack designed to always be with you and always ready for that critical charge charge when you need it most. Each compact Batterix gives you three hours of charge time and eight years of storage life. That's what we love these things. Eight years of storage life is awesome. Batterix is iPhone and Android compatible. Cam and I think these are perfect for any EDC or bug out bag. Is they're, they're compact, they have a long shelf life, and because your phone is so important in any emergency situation. Um, Batterix was on the ground in recent hurricanes, tornadoes, and other emergency events, and sent units for soldiers in Ukraine, which were actually awesome. used on the battlefield. So go to Batterix.com, that's B-A-T T-A-R-I-X.com, where you can sign up for 10% discount on your first order and free shipping on orders of three or more. Guys, this is patented technology, so you're not going to find it anywhere else. Every prepper needs a backup plan to keep communications going, and Batterix is ours. It's perfect. We've both used it. We've both loved it. Yeah. Um, Don't have to worry if it's charged. No. It's already ready to go. Yeah, you just got to have that backup plan, so we're really excited about Batterix. Go check them out, Batterix.com. All right, guys, um, please enjoy our interview with the preparedness guy. Cam, are we excited today? Yeah. Dude, we are so excited. We have the preparedness guy with us. Um, We've been following this dude for, I think, years and years and years on Instagram. And we said, hey, we're going to start doing this interview podcast. And who better to start with than the man himself, the preparedness guy? Welcome, buddy. How's it going? Thanks. It's going great. Oh man, that's should good be. To hear. That's it so good be. to hear. You're, um, a pre- <laughs> you're a prepper, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no worry in the world. Um, first off, just give us a quick little background on the preparedness guy. What you've been up to? What do you do? Uh, where can we find you doing your thing? Well, I am the preparedness guy, not just any preparedness guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I hesitated when I when I chose the name. I was like, is this going to be, be too uh, pretentious? <laughs> my, my Instagram handle, is that going to? No. Um, <laughs> so I am a professional emergency manager, and uh, I've been into preparedness for a long time. I was a Boy Scout, Eagle Scout. Um, so it's all just kind of been there. I like all the wilderness survival stuff a little, you know, a little bit. 
And um, I didn't really like the way preparedness was was talked about a lot mm-hmm. a lot of times. And I, that's what drew me to you guys, you know, casual preppers. It's like you're you're serious about preparedness, but you're not you don't take yourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of my my perspective too. Is it's like there are there are better ways to do this. It's not all about the doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. We can have a lot of fun with it, yeah. but um, but it's still important. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, that's it's. I'm glad you said that because I think that was the first thing that sort of attracted me to to you uh, to your Instagram. Um, just because a lot of the things that you you talk about are really similar to the way that we we sort of try and talk about it, right? It's it's okay to have fun with preparedness. It's yeah. okay to uh, to to talk about the doom and gloom from time to time, but that's not like what we should be focusing on, in, in our opinions anyways. And I felt like you sort of were, you know, on the same wavelength a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I try to take that angle on, um, on Instagram. That's where I do most of my stuff. I've done a bit on YouTube, mm-hmm. and um, I started a podcast recently. The uh, It's Preparedness Works. And, huh. um, had some fun with that, um, taking it, uh, you know, off for a couple of weeks. We just had a s- couple twins. Oh my goodness. Uh, twins? <laughs> twins. Well, there goes oh. your preparedness plan. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, How's that, that going? That changes everything. It's good. It's, it it's, does it's, change it's, everything. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, in addition to the other kids we already had. Mm. So, um, How many kids do fun. you have? Well, that makes six. Jeesh. You are from Idaho. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Originally, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's um, awesome. No, yeah, good. it's been great. Uh, so, yeah, I'll I'll get back into recording some of those episodes, and um, it's just a couple weeks I've been been off, and uh, I really have enjoyed it. I've been trying to talk to some people about how preparedness works for them, uh, some situations where regular people have uh, been in. Uh, extraordinary situations and done just regular things to help them out. Uh, things that that they either thought of ahead of time or figured out in the moment and how they made it work for them. And I've talked to some other people um, who, like, for, for instance, as a professor from um, the University of Virginia, he came up with this thing called the Mahdi Drop. And it's just this little tablet that is has silver in it, mm. but you drop it in a five-gallon bucket and let it sit overnight, and it disinfects the water. Oh, very well. But you can use it over and over and over every day for a year. Oh, wow. It's like dropping a penny in there, and it just... Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's insane. So it's just little things that help people out. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. And so so you said you're... you're, um, Currently, you are an emergency manager. That's right. That's pretty cool. So, so you actually have some knowledge on actually how all this stuff works and goes, and uh, much better than Cam and I do because we're just idiots that are uh, talking into a mic. So right, that's right, why right. we wanted to bring you on, anyways. So we have five questions today for you. Really simple, going to be super fun. We're excited. Cam's excited, as you can tell. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> just listening. I don't yeah. want to speak too much because then it just. You can see how unprofessional we really are. Exactly. Uh, I've, I've listened to your podcast. I, uh, I'm okay with who you are. Okay, good. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's either, you either love us or hate us. There's no in between. So um, yeah. let's start with question one. Um, as someone who is in emergency management, uh, as yourself, how does it make you look at preparedness differently than someone who maybe isn't in that field and isn't dealing with these things kind of on a daily basis? Yeah, this is a, a weird... Uh, it's a weird bridge <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because 
like preppers, it's like you think about like FEMA camps and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I've, I've done a presentation where I um, started off with, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> as the, Everybody as the walked joke. out. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, yeah, you, you had a lot of people who were, who were pretty nervous. Uh, uh, but it's it's funny because there's this view from preppers to you know emergency management and all of that. But also it's the other way around. You wouldn't expect that as much. But emergency managers don't really like preppers. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, I can see uh, that. Yeah, well, they you know they they definitely hold on to all the uh, negative stereotypes and like these guys are. Uh, Anti-social, hyper-independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, wait, that's my job. No, um, yeah, you know, they think that basically it's a bunch of redneck militia types um, who are are hoping for the end of the world, and it's like, well, really, it's a huge subculture in the United States of regular people who want to be prepared. What on earth make them think that we were rednecks? I don't get <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll never say. Yeah. So, um, so as an emergency manager, I. You know, obviously, government agencies and uh, organizations don't do things always the right way. Mm -hmm. um, what? Yeah, you know, they've <laughs> surprise <laughs> news to me. Um, but also, when you know, we when you prepare as an individual, there's a lot of things that preppers that we do the wrong way too. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm seeing both ends of this. And it's like, hey, I do everything right. I should share. No, I, I don't either. But um, but I have learned lessons being an individual prepper that I. That I look at the things I do at work, and I'm like, "Hey, there's actually a you know a more low key way of doing this. Mm -hmm. We can we can have a bigger impact and understand things better. But also, I look at what I do at work, and I take it to my individual preparedness. And I'm like, there's a there's a process that we can follow. There are some some tools we can use that help us be better prepared and not waste our time, our money. Mm -hmm. We're not focusing on the wrong things. So That's awesome. To, yeah, I yeah, just try to bridge the gap. I've always kind of wondered that, you know, the how do, how does the professional? I mean, in some ways, you're kind of like a professional prepper for the, your yeah. your entire uh, county or whatever you're working for, right? So yeah. it, it, I just thought it was kind of an interesting. Um, you have a, a very interesting viewpoint on preparedness, being on both sides of that coin. You know, yeah. I don't think like yeah. the like preppers should ignore that. Um, the professionals in town, like we had, uh, someone that we, that lived down near us and he was awesome. We always would talk to him about ideas and things that, you know, for the podcast and also for just our own families. Mm -hmm. So I think it's super useful to connect to you. You're kind of like that liaison between preppers right. and the government. Well, and it, and it should be, that should be the role of emergency managers mm -hmm. is whatever organization or jurisdiction you're working for. Like you should understand the people um, and that emergency management is traditionally top-down mm -hmm. policy driven programs and then it's it's simplistic like build a kit uh, make a plan stay informed and it's right. like well that doesn't really work for everyone for people who who can't even feed themselves day to day like they can't build a kit but for people who have more than three days worth you know for people who are are a little more prepared that 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 uh advice is yeah. like oh Thanks, pal. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm already <laughs> yeah. at, you know, six months or whatever. And, yeah. yeah. So, so really emergency management needs to learn to do some bottom up, mm -hmm. really understand their, their population and address their needs specifically and do a lot of outreach. I think that's uh, something that we lack. You know, they go to community fairs and hand out little uh, tchotchkes and whatever, like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, you know, 
be a little more prepared, but um, doesn't really meet people's needs. Yeah, and and again, I, I agree with you. I feel like preppers have this negative view of what you guys might do, and I, I think it's just dumb. You know, honestly, when yeah, it comes it down is. to it, it's like why not utilize all the resources like, out there, even if you don't think it's necessarily the right. best resource. It's there. Um, it's in your community and usually it's local. And to me, that's the best, <clears throat> that's the best way to get your preparedness advice or, or, or whatever, because those people understand your situation better than us idiots on, on a mic somewhere or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I talked to this lady from FEMA uh, a few years ago and we were joking about FEMA camps and everything else. And she's like, she's like, that is the most baffling, um, idea that, that, I've heard people come up with, you think that there's a, like this thing happening in FEMA, the organization that brought you Hurricane Katrina, yeah. and they're organized <laughs> enough to be able to pull something like that off. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, good point. There's a little cognitive dissonance going on there. Like, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Very cool. No, that's awesome. This is a little out. I mean, we didn't, this question. So are you, have you only done emergency management in Virginia and not in Idaho. I just wondered, like, what differences do you see in communities like back east versus the west? Yeah, so I um, did some internship stuff in Idaho uh, and then um, moved to the east coast. And uh, it is a bit different. It uh, is. The population, population is That's different, has a different view of, of preparedness. There's a lot more a lot more government agencies out here. Uh, this is kind of like the D.C. area is the hub of emergency management. And... Um, so there are a lot of organizations, but then it gets people thinking like, oh yeah, someone will, someone will take care of us. Yeah. Most, most people kind of think that. Yeah. There was a, there was a shooting back in 2009 at a uh, community college in Northern Virginia. And, um, it, it, the, the shooter came in, shot, the gun jammed. So no one died. No one was hurt, thankfully. Uh, but it could have been a lot worse. And, um, from what I heard about it, there were 16 different law enforcement agencies that arrived. Wow. Yeah, from from like Homeland Security to um, like the Highway Patrol, local, uh, fed, different federal agencies, FBI, like all these people showed up because oh they're all gosh. there. It's like 16 different law enforcement agencies. Yeah. We'll move on to question two. Uh, what is one piece of prepping gear that you recommend for everyone? Ooh. There's a lot That's of it. Just, yeah, this was a tough one because so I think don't about get like it ED, wrong. Yeah, don't get it wrong. <laughs> oh, this is a quiz. Dang it. Uh, yeah. uh, I, th I thought about a lot of different things. I thought about EDC stuff. Like I usually carry a multi tool. Uh, my EDC knife is a utility knife instead of, uh, you know, one of the expensive ones because then I'm, I'm usually using it to cut cardboard and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, yeah, something I use every day. Um, I thought about like water filters because that can save you a lot of time. That Mati drop is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, Marty Drop? Marty Drop. It's like M-A-D-I Drop. Oh, Marty Drop Plus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I thought about all these things, and ultimately, it came down to like a butane stove. Mm. And um, looking at different types of emergencies that happen, like butane stove, it'll give you a little bit of warmth. It's safe to use inside. You can cook food. You can heat up water, boil and disinfect water. Um, it's probably the tool that that has been most useful to us. Like it's pretty versatile and then you can meet your very basic needs with it. Um, so I think if you 
Because you, know, you might have like a, a grill outside, a charcoal or propane grill. You might you might even have a gas stove inside, which would, would basically serve the same purpose. But um, your power goes out or there's an issue with the water or whatever, any, anything. You're camping, you can use that butane stove for so many different things. Man, that's I think awesome. that's, a, that's a great, but great not, answer. Not, yeah, not what I would have thought. Again, that's, that's why I like asking other people because I probably would have given a, a completely different answer. Cam would have given a completely different answer. And they're not, you know, none of them right. are wrong, except for Cam's yeah. is probably wrong. But well, yours is you, right and mine is right. Probably. You probably haven't used protein because <laughs> yeah, that, protein. that is the uh, safest it, it, and the best. <laughs> it works in the butane stove. You can just plug it right in, protein. <laughs> right. Yeah. And as long, as, you, as, long, as, long as you don't uh, light the fire on the protein, yeah. then you can just use it to wash your <laughs> hair. It's freaking <laughs> versatile, man. Yeah. Versatile. Yeah, we'll get that yeah. stuff out to the yeah. soon. <laughs> Protein. Ah, great. Uh, question three. What aspect of prepping do you think is most often overlooked? Ooh. We get asked this question a lot, too, so I, I thought mm-hmm. we'd throw it back at somebody while we could, you know? Oh, man. I, I think a lot of it is the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if something happens, your car breaks down, do you have a, a jump kit? Do you, um, yeah. can you... Can you change your tire? Just like regular things, because... Because for a lot of people, it's not an emergency. Yeah. But if you don't know how to change your tire or if you don't know how to jump your car, it's an emergency. Like It, it becomes You're, an emergency yeah. based on how capable you are or if you have the right tools. Um, so just looking at the day-to-day and understanding it. And then kind of along with that, doing like training and exercises, like practicing. Mm-hmm. And that's something we do in emergency management. It's uh, kind of a foundational thing is when you have a response plan, there's a specific response based on a, on a hazard you have to pra- practice because it validates your plans and um, and then it trains you. Right? You you can do it better. You're more confident. Um, think about fire drills we did in, in school or mm-hmm. if you're doing those at home. If you go through it a few times, you, you talk through it, then you walk through it, and then you go basically full speed, right? And if you've done it, then it's not scary when you have to do it. Right. Uh, so it could be putting on a tourniquet or doing your fire drill or going to your tornado shelter. Um, any of those just, or it could be you have five minutes to leave your house. What are you, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's an evacuation order or whatever. Um, so just practicing it. And then you're like, oh, hey, I, I can do this. Or you're like, ah, I completely forgot, you know, something. And then you just integrate that into your planning. Yeah, no, I think that's a great answer. I mean, you're sure it's not 556? That's not the one thing that everybody's (laughs) overlooking? Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't (laughs) even think of that. I was going to write it it in there for you so you'd get the right answer, but I'd see if you were going to get it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, you should should definitely be able to protect yourself and your family, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, I don't think I don't think people are really overlooking that at all. No, that's that's one. Yeah, most that's most true. of them get it. Most Not overlooked. <laughs> no, I think that's great, man. I I do think that um, a lot of people don't have a, a, enough emphasis on the day to day, every day. Like that, that Cam and I like to call like your personal apocalypse. Something mm-hmm. that's going to happen in your everyday life that. It maybe isn't an apocalypse to people around you, but for you, it could be devastating for that day or that week or or whatever. You know, so right. I think that's a great answer. Yeah, most likely to happen for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, here you go. Another question. Uh, what- it's getting fun now. Hold on. It's getting fun now. Here we go. We're getting into the real meat of these questions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness this has been so boring. I know. I figured <laughs> figured you were falling asleep, nodding off over there. So we're gonna get into the fun stuff. All right. Um, what conspiracy theory do you find the most interesting or entertaining, and why? Oh, and I'm man. sure you're in the government. You hear a lot of them. 
Oh yeah, you probably you're yeah, probably you are part the, of some. You are one of the. But conspiracies. I know I know they're not theories. <laughs> on my, on my <laughs> yeah, side, that's true. It's just like oh, you mean conspiracies? You're in on yeah. it all. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, oh man. Aside from the fact that like the whole conspiracy theory lingo, like that was, uh, as far as I understand, that was an intentional misdirection to coin the phrase conspiracy theory and get people who who basically you know do pattern recognition of, of yeah. government action they're like oh they're crazy uh, so just the, mm-hmm. the the using the phrase that in itself is its own conspiracy oh my god um, we're getting deep yeah, yeah we are. are getting deep and oh, we're getting man. there i don't quick. know what we're talking about <laughs> yeah. yeah well i mean um if you can the government obviously is conspiring mm-hmm. uh, all the time, like, and not just government, but you know the Black Rock, Black Rock, whoever else. Like, there are people who are conspiring. That all that means is that they're working together for some nefarious purpose. Mm-hmm. So there, things are obviously happening. And then if you start to put the pieces together, and people are like, "Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist," which now just means you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I had to pick one that I think is most entertaining or interesting, um. Ooh, it's a tough one. I know it is tough. Not easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you all, you all have shared so many good ones. Uh, I really, I really love uh, flat earthers. Oh my gosh, I'm with you. Yeah, and I like it is so compelling because some people are so convinced and they give they give their justifications and they completely believe it. And I think that's what's so so interesting and and um, entertaining. Also, is just like. They're so far into it. They're going into trying to use like these physics um, <laughs> examples. It's yeah. Like, okay. Uh, but then you get to the the thing and they're like, well, if the earth is round, then, and you're at the the beach, where's the curve? And it's like, yeah. Uh, but a horizon is 360 degrees. Like, where would it curve to? We're not on a cylinder. <laughs> we're not on a cylinder where you could see the end curve. It's like uh-huh. we're on a ball. It's going to, you're going to have a line. 360, yeah. <laughs> it's 360 degrees. Uh, so it's like, okay, well, if that's, you know, it's like obvious things like that that are that, that one is so much fun too because like you get all the science and, and the physics involved and most of them really don't understand it. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that I understand it completely either, but it's just fun watching them fumble through some sort of you know, scientific explanation on why the Earth is flat, but the Moon is round and, and Mars is round, and, and right. all of it. And right, and somehow, well, the Moon isn't real. So yeah, well, the Moon isn't real. Yeah, yeah. Makes We're it. in a, a a dome, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, and, and then that one is too. It's like, well, where the where does the sun go? It would I, diminish, not I don't not know. go <laughs> past the horizon. It's yeah. just like stop asking questions. <laughs> too many just questions is what it is. Uh, I, I watched a debate one time of uh, it was like physics students mm-hmm. against flat earthers, oh, and man. obviously the flat earthers were prepared with their crazy arguments, and the mm-hmm. physics students are just like. <laughs> What are, are you, you talking about? Adding- <laughs> yeah, and and they're like, "See, gotcha." You know, like, like we're obviously smarter than you, and and it's like and they're just dumbfounded by like, yeah, it's <laughs> like you're 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 working off this completely ridiculous premise, yeah, um, <laughs> to begin with, and and it's like, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, they had prepared these little quips about, no, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> That's it's a good so, one. It's so funny, yeah, yeah. But so seen, many people seen, buy into it. There is a there's a documentary on Netflix. Um, what is it called? Uh, I can't remember. It's about all all about flat earthers. It is like fascinating to watch. Like one of the best documentaries I've ever watched, just because you're just dumbfounded by <laughs> I've got these to watch people it. I and um, their conviction. How for, convicted yeah. they are that like yes, I mean NASA is got right. some of the best graphic artists in the world, and they're just doing all of this. They're faking the the videos, the photos, everything. Um, well, and, and that's and that's where that's where they get people because. Mm-hmm. 
pretty much every image of the earth is a composite image. Yeah. It's satellite yeah. images mm-hmm. put together. And so it's like, yeah. It, it, when when a government agency especially is not forthcoming mm-hmm. about things, uh, I mean, think about everything in, in COVID um, or I don't want to. really things they with yeah. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. all on the up and up. Um, things with with like climate change and stuff. Mm-hmm. The reason people get confused is because it's like the the what you let if you're the official source mm-hmm. and you lie once, yeah. Then it's like you've got people who are going to question your entire forever. entire story, right? Everything's so in question from there. Yeah. On out. So so that's that's, I mean that's really why. You got to be really careful when you're giving information out that that you're not yeah unless yeah, you're mis- misleading people one time and we can just say whatever we want. <laughs> I, yeah, this is like it's hard. It's hard to refute it when when you know that MK Ultra was like a real thing, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's some really how do you say, sketchy things. Like, so it's oh like, yeah, really? Operation Midnight Climax would actually happened. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's like there's that meme. It's like the CIA's did they did bad things this decade, this decade, this decade, but now they're. Totally cool. They cleaned it all up. <laughs> Everything's yeah. good now, yeah. It's like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, we're not conspiracy theorists. We just love to talk yeah. about it. It's, it's exciting. It's so much it's fun. It's so funny. It's good. You know. Um, oh, right. and, and, well, well they always think that, preppers like, are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that's that's one of the phrases people use in connection with preppers. I hardly ever call myself a prepper, mm-hmm. uh, even though by pretty much every definition I am. Uh, because, what do you call like, yourself? The preparedness guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. Yeah, it's right there. Okay. yeah. No, it's it's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, go around saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm a prepper," because people are like, "Oh, you're you want the world to end? You're a conspiracy theorist. You're a militant." Yeah. If you and, put casual in front of that, it does help. Yeah. It's <laughs> all right. Well, I'm the casual prepper it's, now. It's no, you can't put the in front <laughs> well, of it. What? What? <laughs> you can put a in front of it. <laughs> it, it just, uh, I mean, yeah. that that's a, a thing that we had when we were starting this podcast. We're like, well. We really want to talk about these these things. We are, in many ways, preppers, but we don't necessarily um, align. Yeah, with, we don't want that same with the popular notion of what a prepper is. And so, right. how how the heck do we do that and, and do this without sort of bringing on all of that garbage on mm-hmm. top of us? And and we thought the best way to do that was with voices, apparently. Um, but um, <laughs> it's, wor- it's working. It's Just working. Yeah. Into- but that's why we're like, we got it. We need to have some sort of um, an adjective or something in there that describes that we aren't just a, a prepper. We're a casual prepper. And yeah, because it really is. It's one of those things that you you say that you're a prepper to somebody. It's like suddenly mm-hmm. they look at you in a very odd way. You yeah. Know? And you guys, you guys doing that, get to deconstruct all of this stuff too, which has mm-hmm. been, which has been super great. I think, uh, I, you've done a lot for the you know, prepper community. Um, but just being able to look at like the ridiculousness of things, looking at the validity of, of some, some concerns, but then just having fun with it. You know, I, I, back when I was in the army, I remember sitting around shooting the breeze with, with some of the guys and they're like, okay, it's Tuesday. Um, whatever time zombie apocalypse happens what are you gonna do and it's like so we can just it's like obviously it would never happen but but being able to just like have fun with that and talk about Mm -hmm. you know what what you do is is just a you know fun mind game and that's kind of but you don't have to be we wanted to right yeah you don't you don't have to do and talk about yeah you don't have to be afraid of it but you're like okay hypothetically let's let's talk through this yeah i mean it's fun why not you know what i mean like we just did an episode yesterday talking about why we love the apocalypse and obviously we don't love the apocalypse but it's about (laughs) it's just kind of about like why do we enjoy um you know playing like you said sort of these these mind games about it why do we like Mm -hmm. talking about it why do we like to even think about a zombie apocalypse or whatever you know um i think it's really interesting and there's no reason to shy away from it um 
that I think just like having fun with it is the best way to to flesh out what you might do in a situation. Yeah, that, it's totally like right? a form of practice. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you need well, to think the, about what if. Yeah, those. I mean, that's why those that genre is so popular in movies and books. Mm-hmm. It's just like hypothetical, and I think the zombie the zombie one works because you can come up with so much about it. Like mm-hmm. the zombie, like, oh, well in my made up scenario, the zombies are too fast and I die. Okay. Well now they can't run. Yeah. In different ways. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like dungeons and dragons, but uh, <laughs> like in your mind with that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, the whole, the you know, prepper or post-apocalyptic genre of, of stuff just shows like how, interesting it is because everyone wants to know what if like what would i do in that situation even if it's completely unrealistic and even if you aren't a prepper that it's something Mm -hmm. i think that appeals to most people i mean obviously you look at the amount of those types of films that have been out in the last that we had that statistic in this last episode like over a hundred in the last decade that had some sort of apocalyptic theme you know what i mean and so obviously it's making money people are going to see it so everybody sort of has that uh that thing in their brain, like what, what, what if, you know, how would I do this? Or, or hopefully, hopefully, hopefully yeah. <laughs> but I think that's good. I think that's healthy. I think t- I to too. me, that's, that's a nice little starting point. That was kind of how Cam and I got started in this. We loved any sort of apocalyptic movie, uh, books or video games. It was so much fun, but it was sort of like the, the impetus to get us to start talking about preparedness right. together and, and do something like we're doing now. You know, I have one more question for you. Um, this one is also very, very important. Um, what is your favorite movie of all time and why? Hmm. There is no wrong answer, so don't worry. This was this is the hardest question. Yeah, I figured right answer. Think about. There is a right answer, <laughs> but there is no wrong answer. Yeah, I, I thought about the you know the post apocalyptic movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the sum of all fears that kind of like mm-hmm. hit a lot. I do of, too. I like that hit one. A, yeah, it it had a lot of great great things that. I enjoyed, um, but like best favorite movie of all time is probably not like a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it doesn't have movie. to be. I mean, it's yeah. if it's clueless, I, that's most fine. Of our top five. Oh, you I got mean, it. I figured it was going to be. <laughs> My wife makes fun of me constantly because I, I actually like the movie Clueless. I watch it like once a year at least. So it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I made myself. I, I made fun right. of myself here, so you can kind of say whatever you want now. <laughs> It's, it's all going to come up from here. Thinking about it, it's probably the Lord of the Rings oh, trilogy. Yeah, I see. it's got to be the whole trilogy extended editions. Oh um, gosh, yeah. That, I, that, I mean, I, just I, I love the books. That, I'm I love exhausted. The I'm yeah. exhausted saying. The I don't. Trilogy I, I don't even know how many how many hours that is. Um, yeah. I can't. I can't get my wife to to sit through them. Uh, she thinks they're all right, but uh, yeah. That's oh, but, that's awesome. I, I've, I yeah, I think they're really well done. Uh, great story. Yeah. No, I. They kind of blew my mind in terms of like what you could put on film. Oh, yeah. and it's one of those movies, just like wow, they really did a good job with this. Yeah, right. absolutely, man. So well, and the book, the books are huge. So it's mm-hmm. like, how do you adapt that much source material into a movie? And they they really did a great job um, adapting that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fantasy books are still. I mean, we talked about talking about zombie apocalypse and stuff being mm-hmm. like Dungeons and Dragons. Anyways, it's all the same stuff. Yeah, right. If you're talking about zombies or uh, or an unrealistic doomsday scenario you're just creating a fake hazard it's just it's 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 a fantasy genre mm-hmm. at that point and it's like so it's the same thing if it's zombies yeah. or orcs or whatever <laughs> uh, but also just the 
this the story and points. The books I, I think are, are really excellent. Uh, the friendships, the honor, the mm-hmm. all yeah, that for sure. cool stuff. And I, Gandalf, he's totally cool. I'm I'm kind yeah. of <laughs> yeah. I feel bad. I've only read one of the books. I've only read The Hobbit. That's the only one I've ever read. So I like, read that one in school. Yeah, I kind of feel like I, yeah, I, I need I, to read them. Um, uh, yeah. Well, that's that's the. That's the children's book, so I guess that's so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I yeah. read it with my kids, but it took us like two years. I'll bet, yeah. Like that. Um, it was a long time, and and of course they're like falling asleep, and, mm-hmm. and they didn't catch it, but I catch it all. But if you listen on an audiobook at like you know, two point five speed or something, like yeah, that, it, you can get through <laughs> it in a couple yeah. of weeks. That's yeah. what most people listen to our podcast, so yeah. it's all right. Yeah, I, I got on got on here. I was like, why are you guys speaking so slowly? Yeah. <laughs> right. This is odd. You're like trying to adjust yeah. things. <laughs> How do we get through this quicker? Uh, man, that that was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you. We appreciate what you're doing uh, for the preparedness community because obviously the more and more people we can get out there like you sort of spreading the, the preparedness message, I think is good, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely love it. I love preparedness. I just want to make sure we're we're doing it in a way that doesn't increase fear. And I think you guys are doing that too. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, I, I tell people like, when you ask people what they're preparing for, mm-hmm. they'll come up with a hazard. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, you're looking the wrong way. You're preparing against, like, don't prepare against the hazard, prepare for your needs. Like, look at, look at your life. You respond to hazards, mm-hmm. but you prepare so that you can provide for your family, so you can take care of your basic needs, and it's like that's a, that's a completely different different way to look at it. Like if you're focusing on the fa- ha- the the hazards, um, <laughs> if you, you focus on the hazards, you're always going to be acting in fear mm-hmm. because you're, there's always going to be a new news headline. There's always going to be some new war always. cropping up or pending doom and gloom. Not if you don't watch the news. Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you talk about that all the time, but I agree 100. That uh, has been like. 100%. I, I, I used to start the day looking at like the dude, the news headlines online, mm-hmm. completely erased it from my, my history. Yeah. I don't, I don't pull up the news tab on my phone. I don't look, I don't watch news on, you know, on TV or whatever. It's don't all, they have. Better all they have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's meant to rile you up. It's meant to yep. be, uh, um, to get you, to get you worried. And if you are, if you're serious about being a casual prepper, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, you don't want that Seriously to drive your casual. actions because they're they're wrong. Like most of the time, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that in one of my up, upcoming podcasts too. Is um, that we never know what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So to base Seriously. to base your actions on either false information given by the media or or biased information. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you're in the military and you're acting on false intelligence, you're gonna make poor decisions. Yeah, but we got to look at it, look at it the same way for our own lives. Life. It's like just just focus on on your needs, your life, your happiness, and don't worry what these people are saying out there. When something is going to impact you, that's when it, that's when you need to respond. That's when I can't shake action. my head that's yes perfect. enough on that because it's exactly, it's like stop worrying about everything else. Worry about yeah. your your little group, your people right here, right? This yeah. is yeah. this is where your, your focus should be because really you can't, and that goes like both do. ways. It, like yeah. people that I, like yeah. go away from what mm-hmm. the news is saying, like this is ridiculous and, and it's like, you're not yeah, even you're taking being a, care like a of contrarian. simple things yeah. both ways. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can ask yourself anytime you see a headline or a sensational story, whatever you say. So what? And it's like, if there is a what, like, mm-hmm. oh well, this is likely going to impact my life in this way. Like, great, okay, yeah. then I'll take appropriate action. But if it's not going to have a direct impact on your life, it might be important. It might be very important. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. 
impact you. Right. And it's like, if there's something you can do, if there's, if you can write your congressman or, um, or do whatever, like if there's something you can do, then obviously get involved if it's important to you. Mm-hmm. But if there's nothing you can do and it's not going to impact you, don't let it, don't let it weigh on your shoulders. Yeah. There's enough, you have enough problems in your daily life. You have enough anxiety. There's enough things going on to, to pile yeah. on other garbage that really has very little effect in, in the end to your day-to-day life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, love it. Dude, okay, where can everybody find you? Uh, Instagram's the best place, the preparedness guy. Um, I'm also on other socials, you know, TikTok, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Not as active there, but you know, I'm there, there if you're there. And um, my podcast, Preparedness Works, it's got an Instagram page as well, as so you can find Sweet. that. Just a bunch of pictures of butane stoves mm-hmm. and... Videos yeah. of butane. <laughs> yeah, just oh man, butane stoves galore. <laughs> uh, butanelover.com. <laughs> butane lover. yeah. Yeah. So my my website is actually preparednessguy.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put in your email and get a, a free family emergency plan. Ooh, oh, that's awesome. Like that. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Gosh, yeah and it's, it's I felt based the on, stirring in my tummy when you said <laughs> yeah, that's that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I based it on uh, um, I based it on how I do emergency plans for organizations. Um, because it talks yeah, that's about, awesome. yeah, it's, it's hazard based because response is hazard mm-hmm. based. So, so you look at a specific hazard, it gives you just key checklist information. Um, and so you can get that. It'll give, be a PDF. You can print it off and go through that with your family. It's a training tool as well. So when you do your drills with your family, this is, you just talk through it and then you walk through it. You show the kids how to, um, how to fill the, the door with their hand, um, how to crawl along the floor, get outside where you're assembly area will be outside if you have to evacuate your house where your shelter location is inside your house you put that all on there nice love that's it. great i yeah. freaking love it well thanks man um hopefully we can have you on again at some point i uh, appreciate you coming on absolutely thank you gentlemen awesome stay yeah. survived y'all <laughs>